0: Welcome to the Rich the Architect podcast, where I speak not only about architecture, but also the business of owning your own firm, along with other personal hobbies or interests I have. And now, introducing Rich the Architect, architect, architect. What's up, everybody? It's Rich, Rich the Architect. It's episode nine. Uh, in this episode, actually, the um, I'm doing a follow up from the previous episode at the end of episode eight. I was talking about how I was going to do some uh planning, kind of thinking about doing uh, you know, potentially maybe hiring or growing or whatever, and um. So I actually spent some time that following um, one day and looked at some of the numbers that I had from 2015 to the present day. And it was interesting because each year kind of had a different type of situation. And then uh, it was kind of uh, interesting looking at what the numbers were for each year reflective of all of those different, um, different situations in uh, each year from 2015 to now and then uh, after that i kind of discuss what um you know kind of what are the next steps i'm taking with the um with what i found from looking at, at the numbers so um enjoy and i'll uh yeah and then i'll talk to you soon like the end of this episode when i tell you about this music all right see ya So last week when I was speaking about I was going to go over and do some uh, business planning. I ended up uh, going to Revco Work and and doing just that this past Monday. And where I ended up starting was I wanted to look at the uh numbers that I had for the the past couple of years, see if there was anything in my my perform- numbers, you know, for, you know, financial numbers in the business in the past couple of years that can kind of tell me something. So what I ended up doing was the, I, I've had the business since 2009. I've covered that in a previous episode, but in like near the end of 2014 going into, and then really 2015 is when Dauntless Design Collaborative officially started. And I, you know, got all the 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 tax IDs and things like that, and converted. I was actually in the process also of moving. I had an office in Philadelphia, and I was moving it back home. And, and at that time period, so when I moved back to New Jersey, back home, I actually was forced to to change the company name to Dauntless Design Collaborative because of some uh, state architecture laws. Uh, they wouldn't let me uh, use the previous name, which was Sanford Architects in New Jersey, basically because it said, it wasn't Sanford, it was the, the word architects, plural, because I was the only architect, meaning the only licensed um, architect in the firm. So I really didn't wasn't looking to, well, the funny thing is, is at the time I was actually kind of Speaking to some other guys about uh, forming a partnership, but even then, uh, the other the other guys at the time were not licensed either. So, the the state of New Jersey just saw the term architects as incorrect. So you know, and I wasn't going to call it Sanford Architect. <laughs> so I just uh, you know changed it to Dauntless Design Collaborative. So, uh, so I started looking at the numbers from two thousand fifteen uh, to present and kind of just to, to add a little bit to that time period from, you know, from 2015, you know, I, I just mentioned I was, there was a potential partnership I was kind of working towards and, uh, that ended up not happening. And so I, I thought that, um, in terms of this, this, uh, this, um, Task that I was doing here with the numbers that 2015 would be an um, interesting to look at, not just because I was starting Dauntless Design Collaborative, but also because of what I was doing at the time, uh, fa- you know, failed in some ways, I guess. And then this was the, uh, you know, kind of the, the year where I'm rebuilding from that. So that first year in 2015, I you know set up set up the office back at at home so I worked out of my uh my room in the basement so I worked out of there for a year um then moving into 2016 I ended up getting uh hired by the then owner of the formal former uh, Revel Casino in Atlantic City which is now known as Ocean's Resort Ocean's Resorts I think and they actually just reopened last week and so it was a pretty big uh, project for me, and I, with some of the stuff that that owner was talking about, I could, I very well saw that, oh, there could be potential, you know, I needed to bring some other people on, so I had, I had spoke to somebody that I knew who was a little bit more senior, actually was, uh, has about 10 years uh, more experience than I do, had experience with uh, the casino, and there was kind of some, we had we had spoken at the time about some uh, trigger points of when we would bring him on board. But in the meantime, I still did bring uh, two uh, – one, one uh, guy who was just graduating from college and another one who was a college student uh, for the summer. So I had uh, two employees for a period in 2016, and then that project kind of – then ended up kind of dying off in 2017, the, uh, that, that same owner – for whatever reasons stopped well didn't stop paying me but started shorting me payments things like that so I walked away so then in 2017 um even though in well in 16 I got the office had the employees but then in 2017 I went back to just um, having myself here as uh, in and no employees uh kept the office though and still have the office uh today and then uh, then of course to, then looking at numbers so far in 2018 so it was like looking at Three different scenarios in the previous three years, uh, you know, 15, 16, and 17, and then seeing where I am so far, comparing those numbers uh, in the present year. So the one thing that I found that was kind of funny uh, with the numbers was the, for the most part, didn't matter which scenario, which year or anything, there was really no difference numbers-wise. Like, I basically accrued almost the same exact amount of money as a firm in two thousand fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen. I mean, we're talking about I have the numbers in front of me, a difference of literally a difference of two thousand dollars per year. You know, I went from fifteen to sixteen, it went it actually went down two thousand. Um actually it went down a little bit every year of this three years. So it went down Two thousand dollars from fifteen to sixteen and two thousand dollars from sixteen to seventeen so it was really really nothing it wasn't even that you know it was hardly anything um, and it didn't matter what the scenario was whether I had the office whether I was working at home whether I had employees it was the same amount of money that I ended up uh, accruing uh, every year and then the ca- the cash numbers are a little bit different uh, in terms of that. Um, Basically, just for anybody to – at least in, the, you know, in the, a design profession like my own uh, with a, accrual and cash numbers is the accrual is the amount of money that I build to a client uh, and not, not including any money that might be part of – like if I have an engineer uh, or another type of consultant that might be kind of under my umbrella for a project, uh, that's not included in this number. That's just kind of that's it's considered a cost of goods sold, so you know similar to if you were a, a retail business and you were buying you know let's say you're selling t shirts and you were buying t shirts you know there's the um you know the cost of the goods sold is it's very similar type of concept for when i I have like an engineer or some type of consultant so these numbers that i'm', I'm mentioning uh do not include uh those fees, so these are basically strictly my architectural fees. That I'm bringing into the firm. So, like I said, the accrual numbers were very, um, uh, you know, pretty much almost the same every year from 15 to 17, and then the cash numbers fluctuate a little bit, but that's more on the um, receivables end. So, uh, like basically, it's it's funny. Like I look from 15 to um, in 2015, the accrual number and the cash number was a difference of about twelve thousand dollars. Um, in 16, that number was, the cash number was actually $17,000 more than the accrual. And then going back to 17, then the accrual number is $14,000 more than the cash number. So it kind of, that's just a fluctuation when the receivables come in. So I still see that as being pretty much a, uh, um, you know, pretty much close to, I mean, there's a difference of, you know, not, you know, three or 5,000, I guess, um, You know, it's it's very again, it's very um, close, but you know, with the um, sorry, with the numbers from year to year, so very. um, You know, it was very interesting to me to to see that, and then looking at the uh, the funny thing is, is looking at the expense side. uh, Again, the expenses were the same, but of course, two thousand sixteen, because I had employees, they were much much more. So I had uh, close to you know it looks like here there's like a thirty thousand dollar difference really uh, between fifteen seventeen and I'm sorry um, between between two thousand fifteen and the numbers in two thousand seventeen and then I'm I'm saying that wrong the numbers in two thousand sixteen were like thirty thousand dollars more. Compared to fifteen or, or two thousand seventeen there we go so and that's because I had basically I had employ you know again I had the employees for um, for summer or you know maybe five months total or something like that I think in two thousand sixteen so obviously the, and then of course the expenses were higher but then so then of course the profits were were uh, were lower so it, it again going back to the overall now in those three years is the accrual numbers when I didn't have employees was the same as when I did have employees so and then of course, I had to pay the employees, so then I didn't make as much you know or the or the firm didn't make as much profit um you know for that year so uh that was a really big thing that I saw with those numbers because prior to doing this um, exercise. I kind of was like, well, I got to start thinking. I f- I was feeling very overwhelmed and busy and I get that a lot, you know, it's like every <laughs> every month or two, I I start feeling that way. So I'm like, oh, well, I should probably maybe I should bring somebody on, you know, to help me out. And you know, and then but then again, looking at the numbers, I'm like, wait, there is no difference. So once I figured that out with my um my financial numbers, I kind of, on Monday, was like, I don't need to bring an employee in. I got to figure out then, okay, here are my numbers. What do I – am I hitting a goal or whatever? And I, I do have a financial goal for the year and the numbers from the previous years was not hitting it. So right there I'm like, okay, well, I'm I'm kind of hitting a little short of what my goal really is or 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 my numbers from previous years have been short to what I want my goal to be. So – Kind of you know looked into it a little bit more wanted and kind of double checked a few things like especially like them moving on here into two thousand eighteen I start looking at the numbers and the projections actually are um, pretty much you know from from what I've already billed for the year and received and, and whatnot uh would be uh, much higher actually than than the previous years I would say it's about a percentage wise about 25 percent more maybe 30 30 higher than um what the final numbers are so and we'll we'll see if uh you know through the years or you know through the year if that if i can um hit that number that i have here projected right now um but then i also wanted to make sure on the expense size expense side if there was anything i was doing that was um you know gonna kind of bring that down and i did buy a, a, the 3d scanning camera um, but I've you know, kind of have equated that in there and with the uh, expense differences and, and and all that, it still seems uh, – it's funny. Uh, actually, my insurance costs uh, went down for this year compared to previous. So that kind of helped even even some numbers out and then um, when I look at my, my – pro- it's funny though because when I do look at my final profit numbers this year – is it's much slower, but one of the reasons why is because I have a better handle on uh, taxes and I've been better, much, much better at giving myself a paycheck and running payroll and getting taxes taken out that way on the personal side. Um, so that, that'll... that Because in previous years, I used to just do a lot of draws and then when, when tax time came, I would get a big tax bill. So um, the firm's numbers are looking much, are, are, you know, in terms of the profit look down, but in all reality, as a one person firm, uh, I'm dealing better financially when it comes to taxes and whatnot too. So, um, like I said, that was pretty interesting in terms of, of looking at everything. So it looks like projection wise that this year will be a better year than previous. And, uh, you know, like I said to the, um, the how I'm kind of dealing with some of the taxes and stuff uh, are should be better than they have in the years past. So, you know, what did I again? You know, I did say that I the first thing that I learned about looking at these numbers and, and then where, what I'm going to do going forward is that the um, it's not time to bring an employee in, I can still handle uh, what's going on. Um, I do have a few things going on right now where I am outsourcing, and I th- I believe I, I spoke a little bit about that in a previous epi- in the last episode. Uh, so continue to do that, and that could that's actually working. I think I mentioned before, but that is working out pretty well. So we'll see. Um, you know, there might be a a a a way to to work with that firm. You know, more not just on the the job that I'm doing now with sec- the security consultant, but also. You know, maybe working on some of the uh, architecture jobs down the road, and uh, you know, bring you know, figure out some schedules and and uh, you know, try to you know, hopefully they can help me out with uh, a couple other other things as well. Um, but then the other thing I noticed was, you know, in terms of the numbers, I I really I looked at you know month to the month where I was in terms of what was coming in, and I realized that I'm like I would say. Um, and this isn't just a business thing um, that I'm basically financially breaking even, meaning I'm, you know, paying all my bills for for the, uh, the office, but I'm also bringing money home uh, that pays all my bills. And there's a little bit of money I keep – I put away on a, you know, on a monthly basis. Um, it's uh, – but I'm not – it's like I, I – there's, it's there's not a lot, not enough going there. There still need, that still needs to be fixed. It's on the personal side that uh, I see a few things that need to be improved and, um, you know, financially. So one thing um, I noticed, I'm like, well, you know, how much, how much a month will fix that? And it ends up, it's like, in all reality, it's like, if I had like another pff, three grand, <laughs> three grand a month would like, Totally just kind of like, just get everything, you know, to where, um, where everything will kind of even or balance out with, um, you know, some, some stuff going on and ha- have some money getting stored away and things like that. So, um, three grand really equals to about 30 hours a month addition that I would need to bring in, um, you know, for, for billable time which if you take that as roughly as a weekly basis it's only 8 hours more uh a week. So I then started looking at okay, well how do I, you know, get that additional 8 hours? And I will say that my previous plan how I did every week was I was like, "Oh, I do 24 hours of projects pro- do 24 project hours a week and then 16 hours um, you know, office and accounting and and marketing and all that stuff, you know, but I was only basing that off of a 40 hour work week. There's many more hours available in a week. So, you know, I, right away, I was like, okay, well, 32 project hours. So try to put the project hours for the most part on a weekly basis in that nine to five for the week, Monday through Friday. And then, you know, so there's still another eight hours for all the other office stuff but then really if it's going to be 32 and I still wanted to have at least 16 and I think in all reality on the on the office side there needs to be about 24 hours um, given to properly do all that stuff is um, you know well where can I where can I put that well obviously there's the 9 to 5 and like I just covered that the 32 and the 8 but then so that still means there's 16 more hours. Well, where can I where can I add that? Well, it ends up becoming five to nine, and that's where I saw where the real difference could start happening, with the business is, looking at, the you know, the the time that I spend from five to nine every day, and it's five five a.m. nine a.m. and uh, you know five p.m. nine p.m. Now, I got three kids, got a family. So the 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. is can be a little difficult. So uh, I started looking at okay, well maybe then, you know, a 9 to 1 or 9 to 11 probably more realistically um could be, you know, at night could be applied to certain things and there's definitely some tasks that I could do there. I mean, some of the social media uh posting I do, I will schedule my posts, so that's a perfect time to do stuff like that and um you know, and there there can be you know other other little things, whether it's anything I want to update on my website and stuff like that because once once nine o'clock rolls around uh I have two little ones they're usually uh asleep i mean it's summertime, so my one my my daughter is is almost seven, so she kind of will stay up a little bit, and then I have my oldest who's fourteen and He'll actually stay up until whenever <laughs> if if I let him. So but he's not uh you know, he's he's fourteen, so I don't have to like kinda hold his hand or anything or you know, I have to sometimes remind him to eat or shower. <laughs> but, you know, other than that, it's uh you know, he kind of can kind of uh uh you know, not take care of himself, but you know, he's a little bit more independent than the other two. And um so, you know, when nine o'clock rolls around there's definitely some some tasks that I could do related to the business. Now I don't think I should be doing it every night because there's still the personal side of, you know, family time, you know, just time with my wife, you know, just, you know, can just be watching TV or or whatever. So um that that's definitely um there as well in that schedule. But I ended up blocking out uh different times. And I've done this before but I'm gonna. I want my my plan here is to do a l- a little bit more, um, you know, hour by hour, rather than say, oh, okay, well, you know, from nine to five, I'm at work. No, it's it can't be like that. It has to be like, what am I doing from nine to ten? What am I doing from ten to eleven? And sticking to it. Um, I did, like I said, I I, I did used to do that, uh, but one thing I found was, I would always want to say, oh well, I have to put some openings. In that to adjust for any uh, any unknowns, you know, there's the you know the 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 phone rings at the office or the email that I didn't know about or you know or you know something something happened with with a client and they email you and they need something right away things like that. So um, that's how I used to plan my days, but I want to change that because what I found was when I gave that extra hour. To you know, just be like, oh, for whatever may happen when nothing happened, what did I do at that time? I didn't necessarily, I found myself, it was like, oh, this is a chance, okay, everything's done, I can just kind of chill out now, you know, or you know, go jump on the computer and and you know, scroll through Facebook or Instagram or something, or you know, watch a YouTube video or put on a you know, a podcast or something, and I find myself, you know. Kind of losing track of time or something, so I'm gonna block everything, you know, hour by hour. And I've already done this. this I'm, you know, I'm sitting here on a, a Friday. uh Well, it's now evening, but uh I've already done it for next week. And I have a, I kind of have a template of okay. Here's the project hours. Here's the marketing hours, and etc. And then I adjust it accordingly to like, for example, the marketing hours. I already have. Two uh two events I'm going to one on Monday and one on uh, Tuesday, you know related to marketing. So I had to kind of adjust the blocks of time for my project time, uh, especially on Monday because the one on Monday is a lunchtime one, and usually on Mondays I have, uh, I blocked out project times pretty much through from like, you know, ten the whole way till about like four. So, kind of had to move move some stuff around there. So I'm you know obviously I need to be a little flexible from week to week, but. To try to keep still, you know, if – like so use an example on, on uh, Monday, that um, – the, the, the uh, lunch event is I'm assuming is going to be two hours long. So there's two hours for marketing. I have as total of marketing – I call it MAOs, Marketing Accounting Operations. So I have four total MAO hours um, slotted for Monday. So there's already two you know i have 6 project hours and i believe i have um i actually think it's actually only 5 that day so uh for the project hours so i either have to um adjust or add something near the end of the day or adjust it you know take away one of those hours from a different day and uh you know to get it to that uh, 32 that I, w- I had mentioned earlier so it's um you know again it's so that's that's my plan kind of moving forward with that. We'll see how that goes. Uh I will say it also makes it uh I've already I I did it uh today and uh yesterday. Uh yesterday I was actually a little bit more successful of achieving everything uh with with uh what I had in the the block of time with the different, you know, the different tasks. I kind of got through everything yesterday that was on the calendar for the entire day. So that was good. Um, it didn't. I will say there was a few tasks on there. I had like a fee that I had to send out for a new residential project. It took me less time than I thought, and uh, there was one other thing I had yesterday too. I can't remember what it was, but there was something else that took less time than I thought. But there also was an unknown that came into play that day. So I had to. Uh, I had got an email from a client, and I had to make some uh, changes with something that I didn't know that I had to do. You know, initially. So um but it it kind of again it kind of worked itself out i did get everything done even with that unknown um but then uh but then today there were uh, a few things that i didn't get to because it's actually the same the same unknown i had to start looking at a few drawings and there was a a little bit more work that needed to to uh get into that but um i do have an overall again i do have an overall picture i know where i can slide the these uh tasks that I didn't get to today into Monday and Monday or Tuesday, actually. And, um, you know, it's just, it's like, okay, I'm still on, you know, I'm still on pace. I'm still, um, you know, kind of on target, uh, without this, what I'm finding is, and I, I, I knew this, but is, uh, I need to work with a list. I need to have that there and check it off and be like, okay, what's next? Um, because if there's times where I'm not, working that way i'm just completely all over the place so this uh hopefully will get me uh, more focused and like i said it's also i'm there is a bit of um i will say there's a bit of a calm calmness or uh, i i don't feel as um stressed out when it comes to the amount of work that is is currently going on and the um you know the you know the, the thinking that I needed to bring somebody on I'm more like okay well I'm good um I just had to get through all this stuff you know you know chip through it an hour by hour and so you know again we'll um we'll see where that goes so uh I think um and and speaking of that I actually do have to kind of um uh finish up here because I have a uh I have to go meet a new potential client for a residential project on a, on a Friday night. So there's two more hours for marketing on this Friday <laughs> to do before the weekend. So, um, yeah, we'll leave it at that. So until next time. All right. Um, real quick follow-up with that uh, you know, Friday meeting. I ended up getting hired uh, for the project. So I'm doing a you know, house renovation, master suite with the kitchen and a few other things, so that was kinda nice. Um music. Music this episode is um Follow Me by Redister. Uh Redister is a Swedish DJ, uh also known by Frederick Lager. Lager. Lager Lager L-A-G-E-R. And um it's uh it's funny I you know I came across this song and I'm like man this song sounds familiar. Uh this is actually a remix of uh D'Angelo's song uh I'm gonna say uh, when that when that will come out maybe late 90s early 2000s but uh song left and right with uh Method Man and Red Man is in it too so it's um it's a pretty good song and uh it took me a while to figure out what the heck I was just like wait that sounds like D'Angelo it's you know obviously Method Man and Red Man are are pretty uh definitely uh you know noticeable uh MCs voices so uh here it is i hope you enjoy and until next time we'll see you